Hello, St. Matthew's United Methodist Church, and those of you uh, joining us online, uh, I'm Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And this is this week's podcast. We're doing Ash Wednesday. Yep. Today and then, is Ash Wednesday. Uh, some secrets to be announced. I'm just kidding. I didn't know how I was going to like tie this together. Uh, but yes, today is Ash Wednesday. Um, you know, it's funny. We were going to record it this week earlier, you know, and then... Monday was a holiday, so I was home with kiddos, and then yesterday, other things hopped up, and I was like, ah, forget it. Let's just do it on the super busiest part of the week. Let's just do it that day. Uh, but I'm super excited. Like I, I, uh, We were talking and chatting a little bit before about how important the Christian calendar is, and Ash Wednesday is this you know, really important mm-hmm. thing that we're, we're excited to discuss. Um, so without further ado... Uh-huh. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Is the second one work, too? Oh man, I felt like I was gonna break that for a sec. I'm just gonna do the one though because reasons. <laughs> All right, Dave, let's get into it. All right, <laughs> let's do. Yeah. That. So Ash Wednesday is is. Oh, you don't know? No, I do oh, know. You want but me to tell I, you? I, I, yeah, you seminary. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me, teach me. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, Ash Wednesday is the beginning of Lent. Uh, What's Lent? Lent, oh, Lent is the uh, the official definition. It's the forty days before Easter, not counting Sundays. Mm. Uh, so that is the Lenten season. Forty, of course, in the Bible is a very special number. Uh, forty is uh, if you are reading scripture and you find the number forty, it's there as a, a, a to tell you that something sig- significant is happening, something important is going on. Pay attention. Um, and so whenever you see forty. <laughs> You can try to interpret it literally. Uh, it makes more sense, though, if you if you use it as a uh, a sign that this is important um, and to, to pay attention to what's happening. Uh, so in the 40 days prior to Easter, we prepare for Easter. We get ready for it. Mm. So think about you know throwing a party uh, at your home. You're going to spend some amount of time getting ready for, getting the mm-hmm. house ready, getting the whatever you know ready for the party to happen. And so that's kind of what's happening here. We know that uh, uh, Easter is the center of our uh, faith. The, the resurrection is the center of our faith, and we celebrate that on Easter. And so the 40 days before Easter, uh, we prepare ourselves mm-hmm. to receive the, to receive the, the, the kind of the good stuff uh, yeah. that, that's coming. Yeah, I, I love, so uh, we'll probably gush about this in a little bit, um, but one of the things I love about our faith is these holidays or these seasons that we celebrate and these things we observe, um, because we are not people who have established a religion or a faith in 2023. We come from ancient roots. And so when you're observing Lent going into Easter— um, you know, I think one of the things that uh, is difficult, at least in my life, right, and I'm and people I talk to sometimes too, is not only kind of just being in the moment, mm-hmm. but because we know where it lands, we know where where we know Easter's coming. Mm-hmm. It's difficult for us to go through Lent and be present in the season of Lent because we're just like Easter's coming, like, and I'm like, no, 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 let's observe this, like, right. let's. Let's be in the moment of Lent, and what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think something we'll kind of touch on, probably in more future podcasts too, because there's significant things that happen 
But today we're talking about Ash Wednesday and mm-hmm. the significance of Ash Wednesday. And so, again, like, would you explain it to me? Like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so the the uh, there are several places in uh, in Scripture where the people realized that they had sinned, realized that they had turned away from God mm-hmm. in different ways, and they wanted to repent. They felt they felt guilty about that. They wanted to apologize. And one of the things that they did. Um, and this sounds crazy, you know, in 2023, but one of the things they did, uh, was they would roll in ashes. They mm-hmm. would wear sackcloth, which is a rough material and would be itchy. So they did those things to make themselves uncomfortable as a sign that they, um, were not good with their, you know, with whatever they had done. Mm-hmm. It was a sign of repentance. Right. Uh, it was a sign that they wanted to. Uh, God to know and everybody who was around them to know that they had, uh, number one, sinned. Number two, weren't happy about it. Mm-hmm. Didn't say, well, that's okay. Um, but mm-hmm. we're wanting to to make up for that. And so the the use of ashes comes from that tradition. Um, today, of course, we, we make the, the ash cross on foreheads or the back of your hand or things of that nature. Right. And it is still, if you've ever done it before, you know that if you, after you leave the ashes on your head for a little bit of time, it's, it is kind of itchy. It, it can get, uh-huh. uh, have some discomfort to it. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, but that's where it comes from. And so as we get ready for Easter, we are coming to Ash Wednesday and we're recognizing that we're sinners, that we've done wrong. And then we're making a statement that we want to make up for that. Mm-hmm. We want to, we're not okay with that fact. We're not just right. going to continue. We want to repent. We want to return to the way of Jesus, return to uh, the face of God, those those you know kind of metaphors, if you want to use them. Um, and so Ash Wednesday is our chance to begin that process. Um, we, we repent, we make those public signs that we want to repent, that we want to change ourselves. And then the season of Lent come, uh, becomes the season of learning to, to live with Jesus or learning to walk in, in his ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, different um, churches kind of do this in different ways, so there's not one right way to do it. Um, uh, of course, this is a, um, a, a kind of a Catholic uh, tradition. Right. It goes, goes back a long way within the Catholic Church. Within Protestant churches, it's it started to be practiced in Protestant churches probably back in the seventies, right. kind of in that in that time frame, and then has grown, uh, you know, since then. Um, and so, you know, maybe some of our hearers, uh, listeners, didn't, you know, haven't either been in a church that practices Ash Wednesday or even observes Lent, or maybe uh, you do now, but you remember when you were a kid. Uh, you know, churches didn't really do it or those those kind of things. And and that's because we've only kind of picked this up in the last, I don't know, number of years mm-hmm. um, it, within Protestant churches to do. Uh, but there is, um, I think it's become popular uh, because there is such depth of meaning to, to this practice. Um, mm-hmm. It is a way for us to begin to to say, I'm not okay with, with who I am. You know, uh, I'm not okay with who I've become. I'm not okay with with turning my back on Christ uh, through the mm-hmm. sins that I've committed. Um, and so I'm taking this time to be serious and to, um, you know, to make a to make a public sign that I want to change. And then, uh, and then, you know, taking on whatever kind of practices we want to take on to help us to to be aware of that and to implement that change. 
Yeah, being serious for 40 mm-hmm. days is really hard for people yeah, like me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so uh, I want to I focus on something for a sec that's really important. So we're talking about ashes. So sackcloth and ashes. And, and I think another word we can use for ashes is like dust, mm-hmm. right? And so one of the things that I, again, another thing that I love, I shouldn't say one of the things, but another thing that I love about our faith is it's steeped in ancient stuff. And so dust is symbolism right, for what we were created out of, Mm -hmm. Adam and Eve, Mm -hmm. Um, and part of the liturgy that you and I will both be reiterating later, potentially, right, is, you know, out of dust you were made, right, and out of dust you will return, and so I think, you know, we're talking about self-awareness, we're talking about, uh, you know, conviction, Uh, we're talking about, um, you know, the Holy Spirit at work in us, pulling on us. And and there's different ways I think this plays out. There's those that uh, do not yet believe where provenient grace is at work, and Jesus is like, and the Holy Spirit are like, hey, no. hey, right. like, you don't like this. This is not right. good. You understand that this is not mm-hmm. good. Like, we need to make a change. Mm-hmm. And then there's the believers, right, who are coming into the Lenten mm-hmm. season where maybe their perspective is more of one of like, ah, you know what? Like, I'm okay. Like, all right, God, like, Let's work through this, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the things that I think is, uh, I want to kind of move our conversation into not to be the arrogant guy that's like, we understand the meaning of all the things, but being raised in a different tradition than the one that I'm currently employed in, uh, you know, there was some harmful things I learned and that were taught to me about repentance and about Lent and about what it meant to like hey, there's things in me that are not going well or not good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so where a lot of those lines kind of got confused were, well, I'm not good. And that's not what we're, that's no. not what that means, no. right? You know, and this march we're going through in Lent is not one of like we sit and we wail and I, you know, I joke, this is a terrible joke because we're supposed to be serious, but I like to think of... Um, I hope you've seen this movie, but the cartoon Hercules from Disney where I've not seen the movie. Uh, I can't remember <laughs> the, the two little imps that are working for Hades and he's really mad at them cause they messed up and they're like, we are worms. And they just like, you know, prostrate themselves and they're like, and they turn into worms. And I'm like, that's not what we're talking about. Um, you know, I think there's this freedom that comes on the back end of understanding of, oh, I wasn't created to be self-reliant. I was not created to do these things alone. I was not created to like trust my own way. Mm -hmm. I was not created to depend on my own understanding and my own like assessment of things. And so I think just to frame our conversation and not to like lessen the blow, because I'm not trying to do that either. uh, Cause another podcast, we're going to do good Friday and I'm going to go hard on that. But, um, when we talk about like sitting in that, you know, part of being a believer is understanding that sin is is what Jesus pays the price of. Mm-hmm. And so we're literally sitting in a season now where it's like, oh, that's difficult to like go, oh, because of these, this happens. Mm-hmm. Right? So whether people have different understandings of how that goes or where it started or how it started fine. But when you take the ashes, right, when you go through Ash Wednesday and you and you go through this moment and then you 
kickoff Lent, right? Mm-hmm. Kickoff Lent. Like, like submit into the season of Lent. Um, I think to your point, you're, you're submitting to this idea and this belief and this posture, if you will, that like, God, I am far away, or not far away. I'm not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not submitted to you, God, in the ways that I want to be. And that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me growing up, those things were not explained to me. Mm-hmm. Where like, I was my sin. Not that God was trying to work on it and fix it. Right. But I was bad, and mm-hmm. I was evil, and I was these things. And so, because the things we're going to talk about today are a little heavy, like they, 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 they're, um, they're pretty direct. Uh, but I say all that just as a precursor to understanding of, um, I think both things can exist, mm-hmm. um, where it's, it's, no, 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 you're not terrible and evil, um, but that doesn't mean I didn't do something evil or terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's a, yeah. God's like, Hey, I'm like, Oh no, that was not the right choice. Mm-hmm. Says the kid from Jersey. Um, <laughs> I'm driving on the highway sometimes here and I say some things that I really shouldn't say. Um, but these are serious sitting in that posture in sackcloth and ashes. Mm-hmm. And now as Christians, we do these, you know, uh, but it's it's not a um this isn't this time of year where we go oh jesus will take care of it mm-hmm. it's the oh jesus paid for it yeah what did jesus pay for mm-hmm. well and it's a, a, a really it's a time for us to look inward mm. at ourselves and not just to say well i'm a sinner like everybody else but how how am i a sinner real quick yeah i can't stand that by the way <laughs> like i cuz there's only two times there's only two ways i hear that and mm-hmm. and both of them just annoy me i'm so angry <laughs> like they annoy me so much it's it's when somebody does something they shouldn't do and they go well i'm a sinner and i'm like that's not an excuse right. or two it's like well i'm just a sinner like that's their identity and mm-hmm. i'm like that's also bad and Anyway, so, so we should have a trigger warning here. I think <laughs> I get so frustrated because it, because it's like, I'm like, both of those are not helpful. Right. But so <laughs> a time, Serious update. A, time <laughs> a time of introspection. Yeah. So, you know, you examine your life. Um, you know, what, what things have I been doing that are not okay? What things have I been doing that are, uh, damaging to me, harmful to me, uh, uh, as a, as a human being. I mean, uh, you know, it's not a, it's not an accident that, you know, from, from dust, you've come to dust, you shall return. This is, this is talking about mortality. It's talking about our life. Um, our life spent here in the dust and in the dirt and in the, in, uh, in, Mm -hmm. in this world that we've been placed in. Uh, and so we can, we could kind of skip through our life and not really think about, you know, the, the implications of what we've done, but really Lent is a time that, that that's designed to have us do exactly that, to, to look at our lives and to say, where have I, you know, missed the mark? Where have I, um, you know, not done what I needed to do? When have I done what I, or, or done something that was, that was not, you know, in God's will. Hmm. Um, and how have those things become kind of, ingrained in my life. Mm. Um, 
And so that time of just uh, uh, paying attention to our lives and what we've done in our walk with God is helpful uh, because if we can see that we've strayed, uh, we, we can know that we need to kind of get back on the, on the right path in some way or to return to Christ, begin to, to practice prayer or fasting or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever practice um, would, would help us to, to kind of get back on track and get connected to Christ once again. Yeah. Um, so the, that is the season of Lent. When, it, when the season first began, or in the early church, in like first century church, um, baptisms were done on Easter. Mm-hmm. You know, Easter's sign of the resurrection, baptism, the, the new, the new mm-hmm. life that, that is beginning. Uh, and so uh, baptisms would be done on Easter, but the season of Lent was the time when those who would be baptized learned what faith was all about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a time of, uh, it's always been a time of learning, of preparing, of getting ready mm-hmm. for Easter. Uh, and one of the ways we do that is through, you know, examining ourselves, examining our lives. Right. Yeah. And I, I, for, for those of you that are watching this or listening to this, that are very smart and know that like Lent is not the only time of year where you do self inspection and you pray and repent and this is a part of our liturgical calendar, right? Mm-hmm. Or our our seasons or our habitual patterns. I would liken it. It's not unlike like New Year's. Every year in America, you know what's happening at New Year's. There's going to be a ball in New York City, and at some point it's going to fall down, and then everybody's going to go, Happy New Year! And like, this is a similar... It's, it's way more serious than that, but it, but it is... But this is a, a habitual practice and a pattern to our Christian lives and our Christian um, heritage that we observe every year. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a thing that happens every year. And mm-hmm. so, um, you were talking a little bit about uh, how um, man, I had it. Hold on, I got it. I got it. My brain is going a thousand miles a minute. Um, uh. I do have it. Maybe not. No, I do. I do. I do. I do. Okay. So we're talking about, you know, the the posture and, you know, how people would get baptized on Easter and and kind of how you you work through things and stuff. And, and, you know, for me, like, it's one of those things that's so weird living in a culture um, and living in this time period and also being in churches where, like, this is just not something we do, right? Mm-hmm. We just blitz through it. You know, it wasn't until like, you know, well, I was raised Catholic, so we did do Good Friday, but Mass on Good Friday was very optional, mm-hmm. but Easter was not. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I moved to Texas, and, and I started going to Protestant churches, and nobody did anything for Good Friday. We didn't really mm-hmm. do ashes. Mm-hmm. We didn't do Lent. We didn't do Monday Thursday. We didn't, you know, we didn't do these things. We didn't observe this stuff. We just kind of like, mm-hmm. well, it's Easter. We did Christmas, and then the next time I was at church was at Easter. Um, you know, and it was this thing, and yeah. like, I missed out mm-hmm. um, on, because I think there's this part of me, right, that doesn't want to sit in that uncomfortable, oh, no, I've failed. Because I just want it to be Okay. And, and I feel like one of the things that I love now about Lent, you know, this is because I've been a believer for a while. This is a part of my faith that has some endurance 
has some scars on it, right? Like there's some some practice now of, but God hasn't abandoned me in that. Right. But like that's not what this part is. Mm-hmm. This part is sitting in that because mm-hmm. it's not Easter yet. It's almost like the really difficult practice of like, wait, Easter hasn't happened yet. Nope, not yet. <laughs> uh, just kidding. But in that, right, like uh, to really be confronted with the things in me that I'm hiding that I have like, what do we call them? We call them the boxes or the doors where it's like, God's like, hey, give me that. And I'm like, nah, mm-hmm. this is the season where that door gets opened. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, no, I haven't rejected you, but we need to deal with this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, 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 yeah. you can have this one. Uh-huh. You can have this one. Uh-huh. You can't have this one, God, because we're, we're not even you can forgive this, right? And mm-hmm. um, But I think that's one of the things that's so great about Ash Wednesday. Um is you you if you allow yourself to like go through this um i think what you can there's so much good that you can get from it um because i can't tell you dave in my experience as a pastor my experiences as a believer how quick i want to be in people i've met want to just get to the the part where like mm-hmm. jesus loves us and mm-hmm. we're forgiven and everything's fine we don't want to sit in this part. Well, it's not comfortable to do that. No. Um, and and that's part of the the reason why ashes and and dust is 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 there because the discomfort of it. Right. And so it's not comfortable to say, "Well, I'm not perfect. I'm not where I need to be." We we like to have that that attitude of, "Well, I'm past all the hard stuff now. I can I can coast," <laughs> or "I've done my you know I've, I've done my time." You know, if you want to say that, yeah, uh, because it's it's it is part of our regular occurrence to to say, okay, what patterns have I developed that are harmful, and 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 kind of looking at ourselves in that way um, opens us in, in ways that are not comfortable, opens us to to that that inspection of what's wrong with you know what's wrong with what I've been doing, um, you know. For me, one of the really difficult things, right? So we've talked about it on this podcast before, but like one of the places that I hang my, you know, doctrinal hat, my theological Mm -hmm. hat, right, Mm -hmm. is, you know, self-reliance. And Mm -hmm. so to be confronted with falling short, to be confronted with things that like, you know, Jesus died, right, badly, um, because of these things that I have chosen to do, you know, it's that ego, it's that self, like, like I wouldn't save me. I wouldn't love me still. Like I wouldn't. And I think that's part of this uncomfortable thing that I currently walk through in this type of season, right? Or when I focus on these things is like, um, I'm like, okay, like I get it. I fell short. It's bad. Like, God, I get it. You forgive it. And God's like, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to sit in here for a minute. <laughs> because because like you said before, there's this, I think there's this wonderful thing you get access to mm-hmm. when you're really confronted with the things like, and I'm not, I, I think one of the things that's backwards for me here is like, we we, it's not to like prove to God that we're worth it. Mm-hmm. This is for me to sit in and go, God's like, no, no, I love you. And I'm like, but why? And you peel that back. Mm -hmm. 
And there's some things in those behind those doors that like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I got if, because some part of me for whatever reason thinks, God, if you knew about this, you'd, you'd be done. Yeah. And so Lent is, hey, let's do some inventory. Mm-hmm. Kelly, where are you hiding? Going, well, if God knew about this, you know, because duh, like, like that's the funny part, right? Is like, well, duh, like, you know, the Tony Campolo tells a story about a, a, a pastor he'd worked with and it, they came to a graduation Sunday where, you know, all the kids were graduating from school and this, this other pastor was going to do the message and he turned to the kids and shocked Tony when he said, uh, you're, you're being celebrated today. You're this big milestone, but you know, one day you're going to die. <laughs> and and Tony talks about how it woke him up and said, "Oh, we're in for a, a message now." <laughs> um, where he went on to talk about, um, you know, your life is before you now, but one day you're going to die, so make this time count. Um, was the was the ultimate message that he was giving? Make this time count. Spend it with God. Spend it working in on king in kingdom ways. Um, but never forget uh, that you're going to die. It's that mortality piece that we're talking about here in Ash Wednesday and being reminded that, that we've been given this time um, to be one with God as best that we can be. And so by taking this seriously, we are working on that. Uh, we're realizing that we're not one with God, but if that is our desire, which it's, it's the desire of God, then we can take this time of introspection and this time of inspection, this time of, of, of seeing where we've missed the mark and, and start to change that or, or to let Christ change that within us, uh, you know, not through our self, uh, through our own power, uh, but through the power of the cross, become mm-hmm. one, become healed, become the people that, that God has created us to be, not by pretending that we're our own Savior, um, that we can do it ourselves, um, but by letting Christ have access to our life in that way. Um, so the mor- mortality piece of this is very, I mean, it's integral um, mm-hmm. in, in the season. Uh, it's part of the discomfort, um, you know, as Tony reacted about that, that sermon uh, that he was overhearing. Um, it's, not, it's something that we like to gloss over um, mm-hmm. sometimes, but it's got to be part of the season. Yeah, and I think I think for me too, like one of the reasons I have like a, a nasty taste in my mouth sometimes when you know religious people talk about mortality is you know I I was in circles a lot where that was used as a gimmick, right? It was used as kind of like a manipulative tool. And but to your point, um, you know, it's weird when you come to the end of yourself, right? And you're confronted with the reality of like. I have been given this wonderful gift mm-hmm. that is for me, mm-hmm. that is that is unique to me, mm-hmm. to be lived out in community, right? But like, but it's finite. Mm-hmm. Like the impact I can make, the good I can do, the change that I want to see in the world. Um, it's not for like, you know, we say as Easter people, right, that you know, one day we'll be with Jesus for permanence, right? Mm -hmm. But that day is not today. There's work to do. Um, And I, and I would say too, like to segue to the next part of our our conversation, um, 
you know, I, I've said it like this, and this is just how it makes sense to me, is so when you are kind of confronted with, you know, your mortality, the fact that sin is real, that evil exists, it's kind of like part of the season, right? Like, it's like, oh, like, it's in me, and other people have it too. Um, it's like the flu, you know? Like, everybody just gets the flu. Just kidding. That's way not yeah, serious just, enough. Just like the flu. Just like the flu, yeah, Kelly. Yeah. You're done. You're fired. Like, we're over. We're done. Um, but, like, um, something that, that has always resonated with me is um, there's parts of me that understand that the world is broken, that it is not made right yet, that it is lacking something that's lacking but it's 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 there's good there that hasn't been fully realized mm -hmm. and that bothers me like in a deep level it bothers me that it's broken and so as christians when you sit in ash wednesday i'm upset wow it's weird um when you sit in ash wednesday and you're confronted with your mortality and you're confronted with like your sin mm -hmm. there's this awareness that you can get access to of Oh, Jesus wants me to be aware of it in me and what God is doing in me and like that I'm loved and that like God is healing these things, but I have to be aware of them. I have to acknowledge them and I have to give them over. Mm -hmm. But then also as you get out of that, you are now not accountable for, but I argue accountable to. So when great love is shown to me, then it's like, oh, I don't get to repay evil for evil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, the world is broken. Mm -hmm. And I like there's these parts of me that like hate that. Mm -hmm. But that's that's what comes up in the Corinthians passage. The, Which is what you like the <laughs> verse that was used in the sermon. See, we were going somewhere. And so, but so is is the ministry of reconciliation, the ministry of healing, the yeah. ministry of of working with with others and with 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 Christ. Mm -hmm to bring healing to the world. And so when we say, because we say this flippantly, and I get upset about this, not we, but like I've heard it, well, Jesus is a healer. And I go, uh-huh. But what is Jesus healing us from? You've got to talk about what the problem is. Mm -hmm. We have to acknowledge that something is broken or off or wrong. Right and scripture, in my opinion, pulls no punches and goes, "The wages of sin is death." And I go, "Well, thanks, Paul. Uh, that is super optimistic <laughs> and hopeful." Can we sugarcoat? Can that we? Somehow? Can we just talk about how, like, right? And I'm like, "Wait, there's a permanence to that. Like, dead is dead, and the only one who can like make it alive again is Jesus." Mm -hmm. And so, as we're talking about being ministers of reconciliation, I I say, Christian who's listening to this, or person who is listening to this, me included, I'm the chiefest of this first, is, you know, that should bother us. Mm -hmm. Not to be, like, mean or rude or, like, super forceful, but, like, when you sit in this for a minute, the motivation I would hope we have, not to, like, manipulate people and to grab them and shake them until they get it, but that, like, we need to then go pour out in love with this finite life that we've been given because we don't have forever because like there is a finite amount of time. And the idea that like I can sit in my sin with God and God can help me confront it and I can come out on the end of that going, I'm loved and I matter. And there's any person or part of creation that doesn't understand that, it, it's going to bother you. Mm -hmm. 
Now, I'm not saying, like, develop a Messiah complex. Jesus is the one who saves us. But we are accountable to this, this God who loves us and the love that Jesus has emulated. So as you come out of it, being ministers of reconciliation, we are, re- we are trying to reconcile or to create—I summarize it this way, and I could be wrong. Correct me if I am. But we're trying to help facilitate environments, places, spaces, whatever you want to call it, where the reconciliation work of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit can come in contact with a world that so desperately needs it, and then we can just help facilitate that. I'm not here to make you believe in Jesus. I'm not here to make people be better or saved. I just want you to know the God I know mm-hmm. who loves you so much mm-hmm. because like I I I have to, I I need you to know. Like yeah. um now you get to choose. But it's that when we sit in that for a minute, like I think the the pro, like not the product, but the 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 consequence of that is like oh and I'm loved. Mhm. And my junk, and in my and my misdeeds, and my the things that I do by accident, and the things I do on purpose, um, and other people need this. Yeah, they need the good news. Yeah, the the you're you're right. If we sit in that shame and that guilt, and make it make that you know our identity, mm-hmm. then we've missed the point. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we sit in that shame and that guilt, and say, and realize that this is why Christ. This is why Jesus came, so that we don't have to to stay here. That this does not become our identity. Our identity began with, as, and continues to be a child of God. Mm-hmm. Even even in the midst of the the things that we've screwed up. Yeah. Um, but our identity stays as a child of God, as one who is loved, as as one who has been given then this ministry of reconciliation, as Paul would say. To go out and to share that love, to bring healing to the world. Right. And and Paul is just one of my favorite people that talks about this, because I think oftentimes this is a totally different podcast. I'm not going to go totally on this rabbit trail, right? Because we're talking about Lent and Ash Wednesday. Um, when Paul says things like, like, I think sometimes people paint this picture of Paul, like he's just this self-deprecating, hates himself human being. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> When Paul is saying things like, I was the chiefest of, I am the chiefest of sinners, he's not like, if you understand Paul historically, you know, Saul, he's, you know, we wouldn't hang out with him. Like, he he did some really heinous, awful, evil, evil, evil stuff that, like, no offense, I would like to think that God is at work in me and I try to make space for all people. I don't know if I would make room for Paul. I'm like, dude, you, you did some stuff, right? But, like, in that, he is also discussing about how, like, and God has redeemed me, and God is at work in me, mm-hmm. and I'm repentant of mm-hmm. those things. And Paul, like, talks about how, you know, the fruit of his life is the proof of that repentance of going in and going, oh, ashes I was made, ashes I will return. Um, I have sinned, and I still struggle, and God is still good, and mm-hmm. God loves me, and God is at work. But Paul doesn't stay there. Paul changes. He he becomes more of how I think God intended him to be. Right? And so us, what we do is we don't... 
when we acknowledge these sins, and we acknowledge the falling short, and we acknowledge a world that so desperately needs this good news as ministers of reconciliation, right? Like, we're talking about movement. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, like, not being the same we were before because the God who loves us is at work in us, and we are changing um, to be a to be the fuller expression as God intended us to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like I just said a lot of real words. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but in that, like, so for me, I got I grew up going, well, like you suck and Jesus is great. Mm-hmm. Or like you need to get better. And I'm like, okay, but what does that mean? And so for me, like it turned into well, I'm just terrible and God is super great and I'll never be good. And that's not it either. Um, and so I think there's this this thing that God does in us where it's like, oh, we're loved and we matter to God and we were we were intentionally created to be in relationship with God and there's things that I choose mm-hmm. that happen that like, like create rifts in that that relationship that I need to like, Hey, I'm sorry. Help me. Mm-hmm. Let's work through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and by and by, you know, this process of introspection, we can see that we made the wrong choice mm-hmm. or we made the bad choice, and then we can know the next time to make the whatever the good choice is or the better choice, um, and and move in a different kind of kind of pattern. Uh, yeah. After that, yeah. Yeah. Last time this happened, I was like. Forget you, God. I'm gonna do it myself. Mm-hmm. It did not go well. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe hopefully this time it's like, hey, God, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you want to do this? And but yeah, I, I, I guess closing for me. I've been, I've been ranting today. Like I, this, this, I just this stuff is so important to me. And like I'm not, I don't think I'm doing the best job of communicating that. And that's fine. Like it, we can deal. Um, <laughs> but but in that, but in that, it, it's, um something that I get frustrated with and it's difficult for me is that we, we try to go to the extremes. It's either we're, we are just good and um, I've never done anything wrong in my life and I don't need to go to God and say, I'm sorry or repent because like I'm, I'm saved and I'm like, Oh, or the conversely, the other part, which is like, I'm only capable of evil and I'm just evil and screwed up. And like, God just puts up with me because like in spite, right? Like, and I'm like, no, it's way more, it's way more difficult than that. <laughs> it's, it's the, oh, I've sinned. Oh no. God, how do we, how do we work through that? And God's like, well, I love you. And I go, oh, that's tough. And then, but I don't just do that once. And then never revisit, mm-hmm. right? And so, what a wonderful inheritance we have as believers of this, of faith and a tradition that has modeled this for us, where we get to like, you know, I'm I'm thankful because I I have all these people who've gone before me who have been faithful, where I get to come into this season as an inheritor of other people's hard work. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we should do Lent. I'm like, what's a Lent? Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm especially thankful for Ash Wednesday because it is that chance that we have to to look at ourselves and to learn something from what we see there, and to learn that whatever we see there is is um, part of who we are. The negative stuff doesn't have to continue to be who we are. Mm. 
Um, and the positive stuff is there, are there inklings of Christ in that? And so, you, you know, we talk about introspection. We, we talk about seeing the, you know, the, the sinfulness that's there, but hopefully we can also see the godliness that's there as well. I mean, we're, we're these incredibly complex creatures and none of us are either all good or all bad. And these are kind of the extremes that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see that that mixture and to say, well, I can make choices to make the bad things better. I can learn from Christ and 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 what the ultimate good is, uh, and what the ultimate uh, truth is. Mm. Uh, and I can work toward that. I can make those choices that I have. I can make them in in whatever you know kind of broken way I I have. I can work toward making those better choices and toward becoming. Um, and and through doing that, becoming the person that Christ wants me to be, and created me to be, mm-hmm. um, and so that's the, I guess that's the hopeful part of of the of Lent and of Ash Wednesday is the the growth piece, um, you know the uh, the practices that we that we develop during Lent. You know sometimes we uh, I hear folks who are going to do a practice, um, you know through Lent and then they're going to stop. But if it's making you <laughs> If it's bringing you closer to God, why stop? You know, on Easter, yeah. Con- continue that walk. Continue, you know, learning in that way and whatever that is. And so that's that's the 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 good thing of Lent about Lent, and the the reason we practice it is because it helps us to grow. You know, I said that was my last thought, but this is my last thought. Uh, so one of the things I think that is an underlying theme of all this, and even our conversation, is that when you're able to like be confronted by your sin, you know, my hope is, is that you understand and that I understand better too. Is that like, the reason I'm doing this is because there's a God that like accept, like is war at work. I'm not just like sitting here and like, I'm terrible because like, I think I deserve to just suffer. It's because there's a hope in me that goes, if I acknowledge these things, there's a better outcome here than what's currently happening. That's a, what a gift that is, right? Mm-hmm. That like God hasn't rejected me, that I can sit in and go, okay, God, you care about me, you love me, and this is not what you want. Help me, f- help me fix it, right? And that's like one of the things that I love about this is if you get to that point where you're able to be confronted by your sin and go, oh, but God is at work here, not... I'm trash. <laughs> yeah. Amen, brother. Amen. Um, I pray so. All right. Let's pray. Oh, gracious God, as we begin this journey of Lent, Lord, we ask you to be with us and to to show us the, the things that you would have us to improve in our lives. Mm-hmm. Show us those decisions that we've made that bring harm instead of health, instead of joy, instead of peace. And, oh, Lord, help us to to make better choices the next time and help us to know that the ultimate hope uh, lies in you and in the gift of eternal life and your gift of resurrection Mm -hmm. and your gift of Good Friday and of Ash Wednesday to help us to know um, the ultimate good, which is you. Oh, Lord, all of these things we pray today in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. I'm Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And we'll catch you on the next one. (laughs) 